0: Bank worries are easing, but two other areas are loaded with potential trouble. Hello, I'm Steve Forbes, and this is What's Ahead, where you get the insights you need to better navigate these turbulent times. Stocks have been booming. Fears of a crisis similar to 2008, 2009, when the financial system almost went into cardiac arrest, are lessening. Hopes are rising that the Federal Reserve will soon stop boosting interest rates in its misbegotten pursuit of slowing the economy in the name of fighting inflation. But while the sensational collapse of two big banks and the near collapse of some others have not triggered a debilitating panic, there are two other sectors where problems spell a series of coming crises. One is that a whole lot of companies are loaded with large and unsustainable debts. The other is that many countries are over-indebted and face the real possibility of politically unpleasant contractions, not to mention economic disaster. US businesses have nearly $1 trillion of short-term debt that must be renewed this year. With interest rates rising, many of these entities don't have the cash flow to cope with the sudden unexpected costs of servicing their obligations. They operated on the assumption that a dozen years of artificially low interest charges would go on forever. Certain areas of commercial real estate, for instance, are stressed. Making the plight worse for such businesses is that in the aftermath of those bank failures and near failures, bank lending will now be anything but generous. Making this lending slow down even more worrisome is that small and medium-sized banks are about to be hit with a round of unnecessary and harmful regulations that will damage their profitability, thereby constricting their capacity to provide needed credit. So deposits are safe, but bank borrowers are not. Unfortunately, bank regulators have displayed both incompetence and ideological stupidity. Internationally, numerous countries took on excessive debt when money was plentiful and interest rates were near zero or negative. Even Japan fell into this trap. The national debt in the land of the rising sun is proportionally twice that of the U.S.'s. Unfortunately, the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, the institution that's supposed to deal with countries' troubled economies, pursues prescriptions that qualifies economic malpractice, currency devaluations, and higher taxes. China is playing a malignant role. It has made huge loans to strategically important countries like Turkey and Pakistan. How much? Nobody outside of Beijing really knows. Chinese money does not come without price. China has extracted highly favorable mining and energy concessions in many of these lands. Infrastructure projects are effectively under Chinese control. Delinquencies are treated with all the tenderness of brass knuckled bill collectors. In the case of Sri Lanka, for instance, Beijing took over its key port. Beijing is also trying to get the IMF to lend $2.9 billion to this cash-strapped government, money that Sri Lanka can then turn over to Beijing. Despite all the nice things in the market right now, dark economic and geopolitical clouds are gathering. I'm Steve Forbes, thanks for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions. I look forward to being with you soon again.